Hi, it's Sean from You, Me and BPD. In this podcast, um, it was basically a phone call, but the person agreed to make it a podcast because uh, they want to kind of re-listen over it again. And um, basically talking about her son, who she's finding extremely difficult at the moment. Um, he's appeared to be um, dealing with her with narcissistic traits, and uh, she kind of contacted me to see, could we try and do something about it? So hopefully... This is the beginning of a journey because like that, um, I hope her son in time learns how to behave himself, if I'm being honest. Um, but more importantly, I hope he learns how to be a, a member of society, which we all should strive and strive to be. Um, I'm hopefully she's going to stay with me as uh, you can hear in the phone call, really, that is a podcast. I'm myself more blunt, I suppose, but that's my true nature. Um, and I hope things work out. I hope she stays with me and works hard at trying to get her son into be a productive member of society. The internet cut off at the end, so it just literally cuts off. But um, I hope you uh, learn something from this. Yeah. So years. So um, like you, you've had this trouble since basically your son was born. Yeah. And that's the thing. So like even in infancy, like (laughs) nobody visited us twice after he was born. He was that horrible, the child. (laughs) Uh, And I hate to say that as a baby, but like, (laughs) um, jumping straight in. I I had, I had an emergency C-section and you know, you're supposed to be out six weeks. Mm. I went back at four weeks. I, I mean, he, I had a really good job at the time. I bought everything on the list that this is mother's, you know, at Best Buy or not Best Buy, uh, Babes Are Us, Best Choice. He hated everything. He never slept for more than 45 minute intervals, just enough for me to wash bottles and repeat. Mm. When he was awake, he screamed. He hated car rides. He hated every bouncer swing, anything I could give him. Um, and then as soon as he he could, which was very early. I mean, he walked and talked and potty trained before a year old. We called him like an old soul. It's like he was frustrated, like he wanted to do more than he could. But the minute he could unbuckle his car seat, he did. And he would always try to jump out of a moving car. Um, Of course, I child locked it. Um, But I remember very distinctively going to therapy one day with him. And he finally at three figured out, he's very intelligent, figured out that, oh, mom's window, it, you know, that's the only window. And he jumped on me on the interstate and tried to jump out of the window on there. If I stopped at like, you know, stop sign, he would try to get out the car and run away. If he, we went to Walmart, it was always a code, you know, they would always have to shut it all down because he would always run off, run away. Um, but he would go into these rages and that's why I can't say they were t- temper tantrums. So where he would destroy, I'm talking about at three and four, you know, big flat screen TVs, he would smash them like the Hulk. Mm. He would destroy everything. I would say his eyes would go black and they would flip. Mm. Um, I remember, you know, and then he would do this for hours until he fell asleep. And I remember one time distinctively, he said, He woke up and he said, did I do all of this? And I said, yeah. And so I knew. 
you know, and then calling fuck you, bitch. I remember hearing that. And I was like, now my mom, I told you is a sociopath. Mm. Um, she has deserved to be called any name. Now I don't call her mom. I call her by her first name, but I never called. So to hear my five-year-old say that, but also anytime he would get angry or anything or upset his, he runs. So that would be at home. Mm. That would be at school. I would constantly, and he's fast. So I would constantly be called like, you know, he ran away from school, you know, um, and I'm like, don't chase him. He'll go further. I'm coming, you know? Um, so it was a lot of like, and then he, you know, he would try to stab me like, um, and even like, and do you know what a kinder mat is? Like the little mats they take naps on. Yeah. Yeah. They're very thick. Mm. There's a video of him at three years old, shredding that in half. You know, his teacher took the video and then he tried to stab her with scissors. So, um, but he would be the model. So it would usually either be at home or at school, but not both. But then at school, he would do, I mean, perfect. He had more awards than any other student, you know, from kindergarten to eighth grade. I mean, he, you know, extremely intelligent. Um, But something in December would change and he would totally flip out. Schools were always on lockdown for safety. Um, And then, you know, he's been impatient. He's, you know, whatever. I've taken him to various psychiatrists. Some say they can't work with him. Therapy was never like play therapy at that age. He didn't, you know, he doesn't know anything, by the way. It's just him and I. There's no family. I mean, yes, he has a father, but Mm. um, outside of that. So early on when he was doing those things and, you know, they were calling crisis units for him to come to the house and this, that, and the other. They were like, have you ever put him in timeout? And I literally was so exhausted and so just pissed off at this point. Mm. I've never touched my child. He can tell you to this day, I've 15 years. I've never put my hands on him. Now he has beat the hell out of me and tried to stab me, cut me to where we had a lock at early age, lock all razor blades, like, you know, shaving razors, scissors, uh, knives were all had to be kept locked. And is he, um, is he there with you? Oh, I have my door closed right now. I mean, it's really bad right now. And would he talk? Like, is he? Would he talk? Oh no! No. Mm-mm. So, so like, because he won't talk to anybody, really. Well, he does. He will, and then so he again. I look crazy because he literally. First of all, by the way, too, there was no punishment that I could give him that he gives a damn about. Mm. Okay, I kind of. It's almost like a battered woman syndrome. I overindulge him. His friends are like, and I only have one income. I don't even buy anything for myself from underwear to anything. Mm. He has so much clothes and they're all name brand. He has more, you know, anything he wants, he has anything he didn't ask for. He has, you can't like, I have his phone right now. And I told him, I said, if this keeps happening, I'm just going to disconnect it. And 
you, you can buy a phone when you turn of age and you can whatever. There's no punishment that he cares about. And he just even told me, you know, your threats, I don't care about your threats, mm. you know? And I'm like, they're not threats. I'm promising you this is what's going to happen. So like, um, like this week has been different. He's not violent. He told me he was going to enjoy his break, um, that I am not allowed in his room. He, I asked him to do simple things like <laughs> what he should do. And he never does, which is. All I asked of him was to clean the trash from underneath his bed. He's not supposed to eat in there. Now I built this home. Mm. So you're destroying my home. You've got food in there, like banana. Just get it out. And to like basically dust and vacuum his room and clean his, his own bathroom. That's it. Clean up after yourself. He told me no. Now he, he's never does what I ask, but He's never told me no. And I looked at him kind of shocked. And I said, do you mean, because usually he'll say yes and not do it. But this was different. He's like, no, I'm going to enjoy my break. And I said, yeah, once you do that, you can have your Xbox, your phone, whatever. But you have to do that. Will you even look at the list? Nope. I said, well, you think about it. Nope. And he'll tell me things like, fuck you, bitch, go to your room. Um, but the thing about it is, is like, I'll tell the school, like, he has the, like, I, I look crazy to people. I know I do. People in my office have said it, you know. We thought you were the crazy one because he's, he has learned everything I've taught him. We're from the South. So, you know, when he was little, here you go, sir. Here's your spoon. So manners galore. Mm. Yes, ma'am. You know, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Every teacher says he's they're one. Of, he's one of their favorites in class. Now, and he and so when he goes in, he talks. You know, for he has a mental health professional at school to speak to. Everything's fine. Everything's great. And they report back to me. He says he's doing well, and he's he he knows what he wants to do. And when they're telling me what he says, because I know him, I'm like he's full of shit. Mm. And I'm like he just lied to you. And I think they think it's me, but it's not. Um, he's a master manipulator. Um, he has no, he has never apologized to me for anything, including trying to stab me and all of that. Um, so why, why did he try and stab you? So do you know what the movie The Purge is? I do, yeah. Okay, so this is, this is how simple things can be with him. And this is why I never know. Um, to me, violence begets violence. He already had a tendency for violence. He was only like nine or 10 and he wanted to watch it. And I said, Caden, it's really not appropriate. Mm. So what he did was he ran, not ran, he left. Well, he's going to come back. So he comes back and I hear, I'm laying down in the living room and I hear the kitchen drawer open. But I'm not thinking, because who would think anything of that? I didn't, we didn't argue. I didn't yell. I never yell. Um, and the next thing you know, he had two butcher knives coming at me. Um, I don't, I don't, that's one thing I don't do. I, I grew up in a very abusive household. His dad nearly tried to kill me. I don't play with those types of things. Um, I called the cops. 
and they came out here and it took them three hours to extract him. Now he's nine or 10. These are big, big men. He went to juvenile and this is again, how manipulative he is. At juvenile, you have to hold a hearing within 72 hours. First of all, he kept saying, you know, they have visiting hours. I said, yes. And I also told you, if you ever went to jail, I'm not visiting or calling because I didn't raise you that way. So don't, I'm not coming. But so the judge before the hearing, you basically have to hearing to, to say that you have probable cause to hold, you know. And the judge says, I met him in chambers. He's a lovely young man. Now, I know the law because I used to work for the DA. He goes, I usually don't do this because they're not allowed to. It was a domestic aggravated assault. Um, and when it's a domestic, you cannot put it into a pretrial or a pro- like probation program. Mm. Because if something were to happen to me, it'll come back on the DA's office that you had a call there. And this is what happened. But he was like, he's so well-mannered. Well, you now I'm being double victimized. I had to pay all the fines, the fees. I had to go with him. Supposed to be once a month, became once a week because he was so belligerent. Um, He quit the program or joined the program, community service. It took a year to finish. It would have taken three months to finish. Um, And then he didn't put his hands on me for two and a half years and I was like you know because I told him if it ever happened again he couldn't stay here and then it started happening again uh last year uh in 2021 but I was hoping it was fluke because he used to say mom you really think I would ever do that again and I'm like, I don't know. I have PTSD. I've been beaten on all my life. Like I have pictures of the stuff you've done. You know, and he gets very ashamed. Like if you talk about it, not because he's remorseful, just like he doesn't want to hear what he did, you know? Mm. And um, so the thing about it is, is you can't wake up and say, hey, mom, fuck you. Throw things at me for no reason. Just when I say good morning, that's what I usually get. Um, he may chuck something at me, throw, throw some things, break some things. Go to school from 7 to 3.30, be the model student, and then come home. And then again, either manhandle me, um, you know, it goes from anywhere from shoving to throwing to the ground, um, you know, kicking, breaking, all because I, you know, need to talk to you about like a test score or we need to discuss, you know, your teacher emailed me. Yeah. Or it could just be, how was your day? And is everything has he, okay? Has he anyone else in his life? No. So you're the only person he has in his life. And again, my mom is diagnosed with borderline person. And that's why the, the bipolar thing, you either are constant, you know, when you're in a manic, you're manic. It doesn't turn on and off where you want it to. Hmm. When you're down in, in the depression, it does so I discussed it with a psychiatrist who was like, and he went over some criteria. And by the way, I had been listening and I'm like, he fits that more mm. than, cause he has, I mean, police have been called here and they're fooled by him from him beating on me. And he'll look in the background and smirk at me or say, yeah, they believed me over you. 
Um, sick. And they will even tell me, man, like, cause I'm like, I'm so fed up. And they're like, do you think maybe you need to hear him out? I'm like, oh, he also believes he's my equal. He has told me that. And he's told his therapist, he believes that in this home, we are both the same. Like we have equal rights, equal Mm -hmm. everything. Okay. I don't care if you're, this is my home. First of all, you're a child, but he truly like, yeah, some people, when I say that, like, even when I told his teachers, he has what we call an individualized, he has an IEP, which was because of the fact that he was so destructive and violent in school, starting in pre-K three, he was one suspension away from expulsion and they evaluated him. He's classified as emotionally disturbed. Um, so, but how, when I was telling them, he thinks he's my equal. They're like, oh, all kids do. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He really thinks that. He thinks we should be able to, you know, no. Mm. And, but then, you know, so when we went over the criteria with his, his psychiatrist, I said, because you can't turn it on and off. You just can't turn bipolar on and off like that. And um, he was like, he asked Caden some questions. And, you know, some of the criteria. And then I got really nervous, too, because I don't. This is nothing you want, you know. But I know my mom, and she's actually a sociopath. So then he did tell me there are spectrums of the borderline personality disorder. And he recommended DBT therapy, which Caden was very receptive to during that time. Then the next time we met with him, Caden totally changed his answers and he's not receptive. And his psychiatrist is like, no, he's bipolar. He may be both. I don't know. Well, well, like my argument would be what difference does it make what he is? It's not, it's for me to best help him. I don't want him to go into, like, I don't want him to do like what my mother has done Mm. is ruin every life that she has ever touched. I mean, she's kidnapped Caden. Um, she sleeps with his father. Um, let's just go, uh, you know, she, she has hired a hitman to kill me before. Your, um, your mother sleeps with Caden's father. Yeah, that, that I could care less. Um, but kidnapping my child is a whole nother issue. By the way, I didn't meet her till I was nine. She um, just up and left and... When my dad was federally indicted, they hired an investigator to find her. She was married and living in a whole nother state, acting like she didn't have two children in the world. So by default, I was given to her. But there's no love there. Mm. You know, um, even she had a great marriage, a great man. But she destroyed that, too. Um, She will destroy anything that comes in her path. Unless, and even if you do what she wants, she's using you. It's an, it's an, you know, an insta means to an end basically with her. Um, and I've watched it, you know, it's sad. So so how, how are you in all of this? Where do you fish? What do you mean? Right. So So my mental health has taken a toll because Mm. when I was a little girl, even though my dad wasn't a sociopath, he was extremely violent. Mm. And he also didn't believe women had any rights. 
So even though I'm a little girl, he only he never allowed anyone in the home ex- except to his only friend who was molesting me starting at the age of four. So that, you know, that was that. But every night when he came home, somebody was going to get his wrath for no reason other than, and he, I mean, from the age of four, cunt, bitch, whore, and he would back you into a corner and just scream at you for hours. And so, but girl, like you don't, my brother was treated differently because he, he still got it, but he's a boy. I wasn't allowed to, and I'm alpha. So I speak my opinion mm. and then it's not to be argumentative. If you like purple and I don't, I'll just be like, yeah, I'm not into purple. But to my dad, that was like, you, you disagree. And that actually happened once. And he, I was like six. He dropped me off on the interstate for doing that. Um, so basically, I we would always run and hide in our room when we knew my dad was about to get home. And you just stay there praying it wasn't your turn. Mm. And over the last year, I didn't see my childhood is my childhood. When I was 17, I moved out on my own. I set boundaries with, with both parents, very clear boundaries. And I worked on my mental health. And if you couldn't respect those boundaries, then, then you couldn't be in. Sorry. You couldn't be in my life. Mm. And, you know, my dad opted out for several years because he really couldn't follow simple instructions. Like you can't call me and for no reason and bitch, cunt, whore, fuck you, ugly, fat, whatever. Over the phone, my mom, she didn't care to be a part of it anyway, but there were boundaries. But I walked on eggshells as a child. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen when it was going to happen, who, you know, was going to be beaten. Um, So I found over the last year with him, he literally like tells me, like, go to your room or whatever. I realized like my childhood trauma is coming back. Mm. I had put that in the past. So I thought, but he's triggered it because now I walk on a show. Is it okay? If I even say, hey, how's your day? Or, hey, you have a doctor's appointment. What? Well, it's not my fault. You have to go to your orthodontist, you know, but cancel it, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Or, um, or it'll be, you know, like when I was trying to talk to him one day, he's like, fuck you, bitch, go to your room. And so, that so infuriates me. So when he says, fuck you, bitch, go to your room, what are the consequences <laughs> of that? <clears throat> Like I said, there's nothing I can do. If he just finished telling me, I told him, I said, I can't live like this anymore because I became suicidal. Um, no, but what's the consequences for him? Nothing. So how I tell him, it, don't how talk, talk to me that way. He, he'll he go, I just did. Hmm. I'll take things from him. Okay. He doesn't care. Yeah. You know, he has an Xbox, but I keep all of controllers, anything is in my room, mm. you know, whatever. He has an iPhone. I keep that. I have it more than he has it. Um, he doesn't, There, like I said, since he doesn't care. Um, 
And I'm like, this is my room. That's my room. Every room is my room. If he, if he, you doesn't, know? If he doesn't care, let me, let me give you an example. And I'm trying to empathize here if I had a child like that in a sense of they don't care. So, I mean, yeah, he's living in, he's 15 years of age. Um, so he, you know, he's young, youngish enough, young, young, young lad. Um, no matter what you say, he, he clearly has no respect for you. Um, so I mean, well, and that's a funny thing because child protective services was called because he made a false allegation Okay, and she saw, she saw right through him and she told me. He spoke so complimentary of you mm. and he does to everybody. Um, she goes, so I asked him, why do you do what you do to her? And, you know, I was told once before, because I'm the one constant, I'm the one person that's never left. He, it's going to be me that he does it to. But that doesn't make it I, right. I, I think people in general, from my experience, I'm... I'm the type of person, I don't know how much you listen to the podcast, but um, I think people in general do what they get away with. Mm-hmm. You know the type of way. But I, like he's, he's like, I don't put, so I don't, physical, I'm not going to do. I did not, no, um, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying, but I, I do believe with people, regardless of their spectrum. Like, you know, right. I, I believe, I don't, I believe it or not, I don't get too much into mental health. It, it, right. Well, and my thing is, I just want him, he's got so, and that's what I tell him all the time. You have all this potential. Mm. I don't want, you know, I want you to understand, he's smart enough to understand what he's doing. I don't want it. He even told me one day about a year and a half ago, I think I'm a narcissist out of the blue. It wasn't to be mean. He just said it mm. casually and it concerned me. But then I said, eh, all teenagers are narcissistic to a point, but I, there's no, like I said, when you don't care about anything, I mean, I have had him down to just a mattress on the floor before, but if, if he doesn't care, no, but if he is narcissistic, right? Oh, he is that. Yeah, but even if he is, I mean, if he is narcissistic, there's a certain way to handle narcissistic people. And if you come across as anyway vulnerable, they're like, I don't know how much you know about people with narcissism, but they're natural predators. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, so you... Yeah, you I mean, his s- dad was one. My, I mean, all sociopaths are narcissists, so my mom is one, his dad is one. So you understand um, that they're natural predatorial people. Yeah. But he also thinks I'm a joke. So anything I say, he's just like, whatever. So then if he's narcissistic, are you able for that? Because I, what I mean by this, if you get someone with narcissism and you get somebody who's not inclined to be narcissistic, they will walk all over that person. Well, and that's the thing. He thinks I'm a joke. Okay. Even his friends. So you're not so matching you know, teenage- them. Well, and you know, teenagers, they think you talk back to your mom or say something, they think it's funny. Uh, what he says okay. to me, well, you know, because like you, you know, whatever. What he says to me in front of his friends, and it's not even close to what he says when 
nobody's around. Mm. They're even like, whoa, Caden. One of them went home and told his mom. His mom came here and was like, I heard what you said. And it wasn't to me even bad because I'm used to so much. But what's the consequences? Um, I just, I tell him, don't speak to me that way. And he's like, well, I did it. Okay. Um, you know, they're just, he, he really thinks I'm a joke. Right. And that, that's just. Let me, let me pause you for a second. If he thinks you're a joke, mm-hmm. it means then you're not matching him. I can't. <laughs> No, but it's not about can't. If he is narcissistic, how we look at the world is this. If you don't match us, then you're below us. Right. Now, if you're below us, what I mean by us, I'm on about predatorial people. Predatorial people will scan their environment, and if you're not predatorial, then they'll attack. He actually told me one day, and again, very casually, about a year and a half ago, he goes, you know what, mom, you know what I do with people? I watch them, I size people up, and I know what I can get away with. Exactly. And I said, are, I said, are you proud of that? He goes, mm, it is what it is. I said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm. And I'm like, I didn't grow up with two heinous, my dad's a narcissist. My mom's a sociopath. Trust me, I learned a lot. Mm. I didn't grow up, but I made choices not to behave those way in those ways. I'm like, so you're smart enough not to. He's like, yeah, but you know, or teacher will tell me what he told him, and I'm like, he just flat out lied and manipulated you, you know. So he's trying to Um, teach you about his nature. He wants to teach me. He doesn't give a fuck. And excuse my language that, I mean, it is what it is. No, like, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to empathize with it all in a sense of, from what I'm gathering is this, he is a normal predatorial human being, right? Mm-hmm. Predatorial people are predatorial. Um, mm-hmm. I'm extremely predatorial, but my wife is also. Mm. we can match. If I was with Mm. anybody but my wife, I would rip them apart. However, See, you don't make active choices not to... See, and that's the thing. I threatened him with his dad. See, threats don't work with us. But he actually is his dad. It's Mm. kind of the nature versus his nurture. Yeah, He is doing... He's repeating his father to the T. Well, Without the, even knowing. It's it's not he's repeating his father to the T. It's it's the equivalent of a crocodile acting like a crocodile. Mm-hmm. He's only doing his true nature. So he there's nothing that can help him? Absolutely. There's loads that can help him. It's just you... I think the style and approach that's coming in with it is off, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. You see, I'm a very... Talk it out. No. I'm a very reasonable, no. calm. Like he, I've never yelled. That was, maybe once, right. and it freaked him out because I don't. Um, yeah, but well, I believe you talk things out. You work things through. Mm. Um, Are you an anxious type of person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a major trigger for people like us. 
I've always, yeah. I mean, yeah. growing up the way I did, obviously I came out of it with, you know, anxiety mm. and depression, which is good compared to what I could have come out of it with. If you want to, if you want to help your son, right? If you want to, mm. if you genuinely want to help him, there's ways of going about it. But being anxious is a bit like falling into the ocean after cutting yourself in California where there's great white sharks. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm extremely narcissistic with BPD. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I completely control myself. In a sense, I'm a very... I'm a very moral human being, right? Mm-hmm. But listen to the word, I control myself. Right. Right? It doesn't mean that inside of me, there isn't a predator that doesn't want to come out. Right. Okay. Which is why I understand people with narcissism and psychopaths and sociopaths very cleverly, because I'm up there with them. And And that's the thing is like, I understand that I understand how they operate and all of that. I just don't like, I could set boundaries with his, like I left his father the minute I found that, you know, Mm. he showed his true colors. It took him four years to do it, Mm. but I left him in one fell swoop. Mm. Um, And I could set boundaries with my parents. But to set boundaries with a child, I can't put him out on the street. I didn't ask you to do I that. Can't, I can't. I'm just saying. Mm. So there's just like, it's hard for me because even if I like walk into the kitchen, he's like, get out of here. And I'm like, I'm trying to get something to drink. Well, that's like, your first flaw, right? There it is. You see, we're right. When I say predatorial, it doesn't mean bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Predatorial doesn't mean bad. It means predatorial. In other words, we are always hunting. Did you notice with him how he's able to scan people and spot their weaknesses? He told me that flat out. Right. But yes, I've seen him manipulate okay. people right in yeah. front of my face. Because that's yeah. right. That's not a, that doesn't make us bad. It makes us, that's our nature. Right. Right. So what we do is we constantly are scanning our environment and we're seeing is there any weaknesses in the people that we're around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you come across somebody who has a weakness, that can be exploited. Right. And like I if, have severe um, well, if health you, issues you see, too. So yeah. that makes me more. Exactly. You see, in my honest opinion, Matthew, you're in the middle of a lake, you're flapping up and down while you're badly cut, crying about mm-hmm. your situation, but all you're doing is calling the crocodiles closer and closer to you. You're right. not, you, you need to kind of compose yourself. If you want to deal with someone who's narcissistic, you have to match them at their own level. I'm not on about violence. I'm not on about it. Oh, no, I just don't know how to match that. I wouldn't even begin to know. Well, that's what I'm going to teach you. You don't need to be violent with them, right? Because at the end of the the day, but you see, 
from my interpretation of what you're teaching me is you're coming across extremely weak. Okay. And I'll give you an example. When you walk into the kitchen, he's going to see what are you doing in here? Right. The moment you, Mm -hmm. right. The moment you actually explain your case, you've lost. Yeah. I will say this. The only time he starts to like come around is when I go to the silent treatment and I can do this for days. Mm. And I'll be honest with you. I've lost all my friends because Caden was always in a crisis mode Mm. to where people stop calling when you can't, you're never available. Mm. I never dated because I focused solely on Caden. So So (laughs) it's just me. So I'll like leave and like, just go stand in Walmart all night long. And when I do things like that, then he becomes like really concerned and then he becomes around, but he also could go like this. He can go from laying on the couch with me and, and like trying to cuddle and watch a movie. And then the movie's over. He gets up, goes to his room and then I'll go to his room and be like, Hey, Kay, what do you want to eat? Fuck you. What the fuck are you doing in here? And I'm like, mm. two minutes ago, everything was fine. Cause he was getting what he wanted. Well, usually, I mean, it goes both ways. He has to watch something I want to, you know. Mm. So I just, it, it, it literally is that quick. And mm. it literally is like he's had evaluations, like a full workup. Why do you hit your mom? Why do you do this to your mom? She says no. So what's that? That was his answer. What was his, his answer? answer was she, just if she says no or something. Well, then he sounds, I he mean, was, he, he, sounds, like, he sounds narcissistic then in his own nature. Um, you know, I, I love telling the joke. If you're not sure if they're narcissists, just tell them no. Um, because, and again, right, if you look at, if you want to create the perfect narcissist, is he a single mm-hmm. child? Yes. Right. Well, he has siblings, but by his father. Yeah. But he is literally, if you, if you want to create the perfect narcissist, single child syndrome they're the center of the universe, and then they eventually try to take over, which is just their nature, which is okay. And that's all <clears> only <throat> children? Sorry? Is that all, all only children? No, no, no. It's not only children. It's children if they're predisposed. In other words, if you, right. if you have a child that's predisposed to become a narcissistic and you make them the center of the universe you can be guaranteed Mm -hmm. they're going to be fucking narcissistic. If Mm -hmm. you have a child that's not predisposed to become a narcissistic, they're not. At the end of the day, what you have with anybody is they're born a certain way and their environment, it's like, as the psychiatrists say, you know, a child is born with the loaded gun, but the environment pulls the trigger. Right. And I've always known that like so, you can have something dormant and yes. then something happens mm. and then that triggers it. I was born, there's eight of us in our family. I was born with the potential to be hypersensitive, leaning towards BPD and MPD and my environment pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. And then, Well, I, had- I will say this, when he was kidnapped at four, now he had issues before then. Mm. 
but he was out of my care, the only person he ever knew. And for 55 days. Mm. And when he came back, he was not the same child. Um, there were things that, I mean, it was like retraining. Mm. I mean, he was very, he's a very chatterbox. He would speak. I couldn't explain to him why mommy disappeared for 55 days. I don't know what happened to him in those 55 days with my mom and his father. Um, but we had to work through that. And then when he went to school after that, he's gotten in trouble before. You know, teachers say, I'm going to call your mom. Well, after that, every time they would say, I'm going to call your mom, he'd flip out. And the doctors put it together that he thinks you're going to leave again. Mm. So just don't say that to him anymore. So he might have abandonment issues. Right. Not, not on purpose, but well, and then his dad, obviously his Mm. dad doesn't see him. Yeah. I mean, like he, he has a lot in his life that is not structured. Are you, are you a structured person? Very much. And when I say structure... Everything is the same. No, I don't mean structure as in that's kind of, that's, you know. Structure as in, are you a, are you emotionally strong? Mm-hmm. I'm very, because I grew up that way, I had to be extremely... I'm, I mean, I've been, you name it, I've been raped molested you know physically abused i was held at gunpoint and you know by his Mm. dad i grew up in a violent home my mother has done i can't tell you the number of things to me i uh, i literally am so numb to it like big things like that don't bother me now little things will bother me numb wouldn't make you emotion i mean emotionally strong in other words do you understand how to control your emotions manage yourself and be oh yeah Right, because that's something you're going to need to do with him. Yeah. That's something that you're going... You see, he sounds to be a very chaotic child. Mm -hmm. And when you're that chaotic, you're going to test the shoreline and see if the lighthouse Mm -hmm. is going to fall into the ocean. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine... If he, he he sounds to be the, that he is leaning more towards narcissism and um I don't I don't know if he's sociopathic. They're a bit fucking No, I don't think he's there. I don't but think I so. Think, They're a bit, but I think I definitely think he's borderline personality and like his doctor said, there's spectrums to the borderline mm, personality. Mm. And he's like he does have empathy, which not for me, but for everyone else. Like, mm. he won't even so much as take out the trash. It was his only chore. But he helps everybody in the neighborhood. Okay, so again, like, right. Here's the issue I have as a parent. Mm-hmm. I've asked you to do this. Mm-hmm. And you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. So these are the consequences. Does he understand the consequences yeah, and he doesn't care. He, okay. I mean, are the, literally just now. Na- just pause for a sec. So, mm-hmm. in other words, are the consequences, are they fully taken true? Oh, yeah. So, in other words, 
if he was my child, I'll give you an example. Let's just say he's my child and he's extremely rude to my wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he said, fuck you, right? Now, straight mm-hmm. away, I'm going to address that and go, listen, that's not going to be happening here. Mm-hmm. And if it's spoken again, this is what's going to happen. You mm-hmm. know, your console, for example, as you said, that's going to be taken away. Mm-hmm. Now, the third time that happens, your console is not going to be taken away. It's gone. Well, that's what I finally said today. I said, you know, I keep taking your phone, but at this point, I'm paying a high phone bill. Mm. You have the top of the line iPhone. I said, so this time, if the consequence doesn't matter to you, I'm disconnecting it altogether. So it won't even be an option of me taking it from you anymore. Mm. And I said, and I will never again buy, you know, reconnect it. You will have to, whenever you can figure out how to buy a phone, get a plan and pay for it, but it won't be me. Even yesterday, he he had a haircut appointment. Now he's biracial, so he's what? He's biracial, so he's half black. Yeah, and his hair really neat, you know. But I told him he hadn't bathed in a week. He hadn't. He had all this food and trash in there. I said, "Look, you." And he definitely wanted his haircut appointment. I said, "It's at three thirty. I said, "If you do not bathe." And if the trash is not taken out of your room, we're not going. And then I'm taking the money. I'm going to pay him anyway from your account that, you know, I've put away and pay him. And I'm never going to bring you again. You can figure out how to get your hair cut. And that's what I did. Yeah. And, you know. You see, at the end of the day, with people with narcissism, it's it's pretty simple. They don't give a shit. Yeah, okay. he told me the other. I mean, that's the thing. The other day, he goes, "I don't like you," and I was like, mm. "Okay." I said, "I like I love you, but trust me, I don't like you. They're ninety nine point nine percent of the time either. I don't like your ways and what you mm. do, but I don't say things like that." And I'm like, <clears throat> "Since when do you not like me?" He goes, "I just don't." Yeah. <laughs> and he'll say his life, he's like, my life is miserable, mm. um, which he said that before during the hurricane. And I said, if it's so fucking miserable, please go live with your dad. He goes, no, it'd be worse there. And mm. I'm like, you don't even know what miserable is. That would be a nightmare. You have it so good here. You know, he, 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 but I, he probably has it too good. That's it. He has, I mean, he has so much stuff. Like, he wants a $500 hoverboard. Here, got it. Use it three times. There's the problem. He, he wants things. That's yeah. the problem. The problem. I don't mean this. And I don't a, do anything for myself. Look, I don't mean this in a bad way. But you, you know, you did contact me. And I, I if you're listening to the podcast, yeah. you know I'm brutally honest. The problem is, you keep giving... But the expectation is causing the trouble. Again, that's on you. You just told me, what you're basically telling your son is this. I'm a piece of shit. However, I will buy you everything because you are God. 
everything you need, I'll buy for you. When I need, I yeah. When I need, I will go without. Yeah. You're basically teaching him that you're a piece of shit. And when he's treating you like you're a piece of shit, yeah, he you're he getting upset about it. And he's like, <clears throat> he's like, you have no no life. All you have to look forward to is your stupid concert that you're going to. And, right, because um, you you're, and I mean this without emotion. You're basically teaching him this. Mm-hmm. And and that's something. Again, I'll I'll put it this way to you: if it was me, I would stop the funding. I would be yeah. going to a concert now. I wouldn't rub it in his face. But oh, I would... he told me that. I mean, it's stupid, and he's like, "That was the one thing I, I've done for myself since probably he was born." And he knows I'm excited about it. So he's like, you have no life. That's all you have to look forward to. I'm not rubbing it in his face. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, that was so mean. I'm like, mm. I had friends before you. I have, I mean, trust me, I could have one. I chose not to because you didn't ask to be here. And I dedicated all my time to you. Maybe, um, maybe it's about time you dedicated your time to yourself. Yeah. Because my worry is that he's going to go and do this to other people. I mean, he's almost out of my, you know, my care. No, I, I, right. And I feel like a failure, you know. Well, I mean, welcome to parenthood. Um, aren't we all failures? And I mean, if you get up in the morning. Well, when, when you, when it's just you, mm. you know. So every, like, he'll even say, you raised me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, no. So, Hold on there a sec. That's not true. Right. That's not true. I, I, I'll give you an example. I was raised by a, a psychopath and a person with narcissism. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fucking decent, moral human being. So that's just not, you see, the beauty of life is we get choices. Now. Right. And I'm. Like, no, I made choices. You made your choices. The, the, the only problem I see with you is you're a lamb raising a crocodile. Yeah. Right? And you're, that's the problem. And mm-hmm. he realizes he's a crocodile, and he realizes you're a lamb. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. You see, I can guarantee you from chatting to you, he would not talk to me if I was his father. Oh, no. No, he wouldn't. Because Even I, if, like, his his siblings come around, he doesn't want them to see that side of him. So no, he's on his best behavior. It's not that. He's, he's able to do what he's naturally able to. If he is manipulative, that's his nature, right? You oh, see, I, I mean, yeah. at school, I mean, the teachers, I mean, they, like, give him all kinds. I don't know how he's able to get away with what he's able to get away with. Because he's manipulative. Right. And I mean, I'll tell him that's great, but he just manipulated you. But again, I think even with psychiatrists in the past, Mm. because he's a straight A student, because he, you know, tested like four grade levels higher in math than what he was, all of this. And we would go there and they would say, so how is everything? And he'd be like, everything's great, sir. Mm. And you know, polite. And again, he's learned everything I taught him, which is you say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Thank 
hold the door open. Mm. He helps every neighbor in the neighborhood because he's learned what I've taught him. So he does that in public. So when I'm saying, well, I have, you know, I keep a log, you know, so I can kind of, cause I'm numb to what he does. It's a regular day. I keep a log of what he, what he's done. And he kind of look at me like, not this child, you know? But you see um, again, right. And I, I know this isn't going to be what you want to hear. You're the common denominator of all this. I know. Right? Unless you change your ways, he's not going to. You're worried about him going out into the world. I can tell you he's going to be successful because he has the the art of manipulation down to a T. When he's finished with you, you'll be a shell of yourself, if I'm being honest, right? And again... Even like my best friend was murdered. And he did not even give me the grace of like a day or two mm. to process that. Okay. I tried to kill myself when I was 16. I woke up one day and I was just like, Oh, I, I, mm. I know how to get out of all of this. I never thought about it. It just was, I did it. Um, I was given 10 hours to live just to show you my parents. Mm. I was in and out of consciousness and they told him I had 10 hours left. My dad said, if you say a fucking word about what goes on in my home, you'll wish you didn't even have 10 hours. My mother flew in. And the first thing she says, if you die, they'll reimburse me for my flight. That's the kind of parents I had. Um, And I've never been to that place again. Once out of there, you know, once I moved out of my own at 17. Yeah. But this year, I've had to take mm, probably about, I've never taken months off of work from my, I was so depressed and I was at the point of suicide again. But I mean, right. And, and here's the thing. You need to go back to that 17 year old and do your own thing again. Mm-hmm. Because life is trying to teach you again. What did you learn from all of that? And your son is basically life presenting itself going, what have you learned? Right? Mm-hmm. Now, he'll do one of two things. He'll either crush you naturally, or you will learn how to be extremely strong around him. It will not go either way. I'm surrounded by people with narcissism. And I'm able for every one of them. Mm-hmm. They drive you fucking mad. Mm-hmm. I've an unnaturally great relationship with my mother, who's narcissistic, mm-hmm. because I'm not. I will swim in there with them, but I become the crocodile too. But I'm not bad, right? Mm-hmm. But to to deal with some of them with narcissism is you need to match them at their strength. You don't have to be violent. I've taught many no, many no. people. I've taught people who have no violence. I would fucking kill you, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the type. I'm violent. So that's why I don't panic with people because I would lash out. I would would lunge and attack. But when you're trying to teach people who don't have violence in them, 
you can still I teach many people that are soft I call it soft their nature is just very soft you just need to get on with your own life you're afraid he's going to be a bollocks as we say in Ireland we don't say mentally ill but he's going to be anyway right you can get on with your own life because the biggest threat he has is you stopping doing what you're doing Mm-hmm. And you literally don't tolerate his bullshit. But you see, as long as he's doing what he's doing and you're just being a victim, right? Do you honestly think anybody that's predatorial gives a shit about people that are victims? No. I listen to people's stories left, right and centre on the podcast and not two fucks do I give about them. Mm-hmm. Reason being is what's that got to do with getting better? Mm-hmm. I could listen to a story you just told me about suicidal, your parents. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not here to give a fuck about your past. I'm here to try and help you achieve greatness with your son. Right. Me That's feel, what I want. Me feeling sorry about your past will not help us. Well, and, and no, I was just saying, like, you know, I, I come from that environment. Of I course. know what it is. Uh, absolutely. And I come from a similar environment. I tried to kill myself and my parents didn't give a fuck. And why should they? No. <clears throat> why should they? Well, but my thing is is that, you know, I, I've, I've trucked along with it. I've mm. nearly lost my job for all of this. And do you, you think know, he gives a fuck? Was, well, and when he was, no. no. And But the thing about it is, is that, it, you know, when you walk on eggshells, mm. where I stay in my room, I feel like that little girl again, who just is waiting mm. to be a victim. Right, exactly. And the problem is this. I'm predatorial in nature. The people I can't be around are anxious people. The reason being is they activate every fucking primal instinct in me to attack them. Which makes me want to lunge at them. While they're being anxious, what they're not realizing is they're the ones flapping in the water. Activating my attention to go swim to them. If you're, so When you say anxious, mm. so like, yes, I have anxiety. I don't think that I show. It doesn't. It but doesn't do you matter. just sense it? You can sense it. That's what I'm saying. Do you do you sense Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay. Someone that's anxious, even if they're pulling a cold stone face, they're the equivalent of splashing in a lake full of crocodiles. You can't hide your emotions from people who have narcissism or BPD, psychopathy, or sociopaths. We mm-hmm. all have personality disorders. We're all basically working off our primal brain at all given times. Which means we're picking up on them slight little variations that you're trying to hide. The amount of stuff that we watch, that ye give away, that you let on, you're not, but you're giving it away at all given times. When you're uncomfortable, when you're anxious, all of these things are telltale signs. And then we're asked, well, why are you doing that? Right, when you want to deal with someone with narcissism, you have to be cold, absolutely like a rock. 
If you want to deal with someone with narcissism, you need to learn how to not give a fuck. Because that's what scares the shit out of them. There's a fella called Oscar Wilde in Ireland. And he died in 1900. Right? And he, he clearly, in my opinion, says... Because he was narcissistic in his own... He's flamboyant and, you know... He was a playwright and a poet. He says, the only worst thing than people not talk... The only worst thing than people talking about you is people not talking about you. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? So to a narcissistic mind, the worst thing for them is to not exist. Mm -hmm. Which is why when you ignore him, it's a nightmare. That's when they become their worst. I am around people, as I said, with narcissism... And the last thing I would do is ignore them because it's a nightmare for them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it to them. It's a fucking nightmare. However, I'm well able to handle them. I'm well able to have boundaries. If they cross them boundaries with me, it's game on. Now, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's violence. I'm not a. I'm not a person who would be hitting people every week or stuff like that. I don't do that. But mm-hmm. you know with me. If you're crossing a boundary. Right. With him, with people with narcissism, you'll set a boundary, they'll try somewhere else. You'll set this boundary, they'll try, you you know this when you're living with them. They'll keep trying the boundaries. But once it's solid, that's what they want. Because here's why. Mm -hmm. He might be a grade A student, but if he's narcissistic, it's chaotic in his head. There's mm-hmm. too much going on inside of his head. There's too many thoughts flying yeah. in. There's way mm-hmm. too much going on inside his head. So I, I'll give mm-hmm. you an example. It's way easier to call you a cunt and then you go, oh, don't fucking blah, 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 or else you run away crying. Whatever happens, he doesn't give a shit. Oh, I never cry. No, but uh, yeah. whatever happens, right? It's way easier for him to do that because then he can just look at you like you're pathetic. When he's looking mm-hmm. at you like you're pathetic, He's getting a little bit of respite in his own head. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's an answer I'm going to tell you to do and practice with him. Okay. You mm-hmm. basically say this to him. If making you feels better by abusing me and it gives your head a little bit of respite, I want you mm-hmm. to abuse me for the rest of your life. But I'm just going to say this to you. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm worthless. I don't think I'm useless. And when you're calling me useless and all the names you're calling me, I just want you to know, I know that's how you feel about yourself. But if you want to continually abuse me because it gives you a little bit of rest from your own head, I never want you to stop. Mm-hmm. Because I love you so much. Because basically mm-hmm. what you're saying there is this. Number one, I understand your head is fucking fucked up. Number two, <laughs> I know your head is so fucked up, you're abusing me just to get a little bit of peace for your own head. And number three, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Now that's fucking serious. When you can talk to someone and say, listen... I actually want you to abuse me because mm-hmm. I love you. So- now, basically what you're telling that person, which is your son, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. 
don't underestimate my level of strength. You don't even have, Mm -hmm. you have to understand something. He hasn't Mm -hmm. lived your life. Mm -hmm. Look at the shit you've come through and you're intimidated Mm -hmm. by a 15 year old. You need to gain back your own strength and realize you're 20 times as strong as him. Because mm-hmm. he then will get in fucking line like the child he should be. I'm not mm-hmm. on about violence. I'm on about actually getting back in form and going, do you know what? You talk to me one, like, <clears throat> my kids. You, do you remember the, you know, the George Floyd in, you know, I'm from Ireland. Yeah. <clears throat> I keep saying this. My children, if they were up the town and something happened and there was a riot, they would think twice before they would break up fucking shop window because they would mm-hmm. think, if my father finds out about this, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I, If my children talk to Emma or me, in a sense where they thought they could be authoritative, I would literally let them away with it once because everyone's entitled to a mistake. But then I, mm-hmm. would, lay, I would lay down what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. With your son, I would say to him, listen, I apologize because it is my fault. Now, I'm mm-hmm. recording this and you haven't mentioned your name. So I'm going to make this to a podcast. Reason being is you'll be able to re-listen to it again and you'll be able to apply this. I would apologize to him. I've done this with people, right? Okay. That thought they were bigger than me. Mm -hmm. And basically what I've said to them is this. I want to start off by apologizing to you. I've clearly given you the wrong message and thinking that you could actually talk to me like this. Mm -hmm. Going forward, if you ever talk to me like this again, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, you can insert whatever you want there. The only advice I will give you is this. You make sure that happens. You see, I don't tell people I'll kill them because I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I can't really tell them that. But what I would do, I'll give you an example. If my daughter or son talked to me or Emma in the way your son is talking to you, the first time I'd let them away with it, the second time I'd say, listen, I'm just going to say this nice and slow so you understand. Quite clearly, you must think you can talk to me like that, which I do apologize. I obviously didn't teach you well enough. That's Mm -hmm. my fault. So here's where I'm going to correct my mistake. If you ever talk to me like that again, I'm just going to take your console and just give it away to charity because I'm a nice person. Mm -hmm. That's what nice people Mm -hmm. do. Do not underestimate me. I've been through more shit than you'll ever live through. You Mm -hmm. have no idea who you're talking to. You think you're a big person because you're 15. Mm -hmm. You think I'm intimidated by your slight threats here and there. Mm -hmm. Let me explain what's going to happen. If you make me feel threatened again, Your phone is gone. 
if I still mm-hmm. feel threatened by you, understand this. Out that fucking door, you will go. Because I mm-hmm. didn't build a home for a little bollocks like you to talk to me like that. Right. Now, I'm not messing when I say this. I've come from two parents who were bastards. Mm-hmm. I've made a choice not to be a bastard. Right. That's exactly. my choice. I made a choice. But let me explain something to you. Where do you think you got all your shit from? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go toe to fucking toe with me? Mm-hmm. Because anytime you really do, I'll allow that little side of me that you were born with, by the way. Congratulations, you have everything in me that's in you. Where did you think you mm-hmm. got it from? I will fucking put you down. Do you understand what I'm saying? And this is the key part. You ask again, do you understand what I'm saying to you? He's not going to want to answer. To which you say... Yeah, usually he says nothing. No, exactly. To which you say, now listen, do you understand what I'm after saying to you? And by the way, that's the next time I'll talk to you when you come back to me with an answer. Mm-hmm. Because you're bending him into submission. Mm-hmm. If you came from the background you came from, you've all the wisdom on how to intimidate people. He's well, one time I did tell him, I said, if you think, I mean, I was shocked at my own reaction. Uh, there was a small like end table between us. Mm. And I started it, jumping it towards him because, and I said, if you think I grew up with two heinous parents mm. and didn't learn a fucking thing or two, you got me fucked up. And I'm like, because I learned a whole hell of a lot and I'm capable of all of that and getting away with that. Who you think they would believe near you? Mm. I said, so understand that I make a choice not to keep pushing me. And his eyes were like so big. And I was shocked at myself. I said, I didn't grow up with that mom and not learn a thing or two. When I got pregnant, I never wanted children. First of all, Mm. I was scared of what I would become. I went straight into therapy, you know, like make sure I bond with this kid. My mom doesn't know how Mm. my mom's immediate reaction was have an abortion. You don't know how to be a mom. I said, yeah, I know what not to do. (laughs) Um, so I literally have modeled my parenting on everything not to do. And look, I, you know, I was. That's exactly what you look. No more than you. Now I'm going to have to let you go in a sec because it is late here in Ireland. But right, he's trying to gain the ground. If he's narcissistic, he's going to want you to be solid. Yuri's mm-hmm. mother. You need to be solid. But being solid means not taking shit. Also, whinging, I don't know if you call it whinging, whinging, bitching about it, right? Mm -hmm. Don't bitch. Worst thing you can do, right? I just talk, I have therapy. That's what I do. Yeah, go to therapy. Tell them. I would tell him, this is the way it's going to be from now on, right? Of course he's going to push back. They all do. That's what you want them to do, right? We're chatting now, which means I'm going to chat to you as often as you need to. 
and we'll go through how to manage them. Mm-hmm. And we'll go through how to actually bend him to fucking your will. Because at the end of the day, if he's being a little prick, which at 15 they generally are, regardless of being narcissistic or not, now is the time where you need to kind of get a hold on him because you don't want him getting too far away from you. And That's that, what I'm afraid of. It's yeah. too late. It's never too late. I was a fucking nightmare and I turned out to be a wonderful par- parent and husband and all that sort of shit. The best thing that was hoped for me was jail. So, you know, and I mean, as I literally said, a highly violent person and I don't do it. So, he needs to understand that, number one, you're not going to take any more shit. Of course, he's not going to be cured. It doesn't just magically work that way. But you need to be concrete you need to explain to him, you will not talk to me like that. Of course he's going to talk to you. It's not like this is going to be a one-step shop and he's going to be fixed. Yeah. But I'll keep going through. I'll keep working with you. You keep telling me what he's doing and we'll counteract it each way. Okay? Because if you don't... if Look, the main goal as any parent is you want your children to be functioning members of society. Exactly. It's fucking basic as it gets. Now, mm-hmm. that's where my children would think. And I will say, don't get me wrong, my kids are eight and six. I have no problem saying, I will kick the living shite out of you. That's a fact, right? If need right. be. In other words, that's a threat that's going to be there. Any age, I'm a man any age different with my wife they could threaten her right so that's where the whole listen you think you own fucking nothing here i can just start taking shit away and show you what life is really life because you don't own anything and that's that's where, I, that's where like, nothing is yours everything nothing. is mine you're buying him shit and he's treating you like shit cut the cord on that one straight away and I mean, starting when you when you learn how to treat me with respect, I'll treat you the same. But trust me when mm-hmm. I tell you this, I've come from hell. What you've taught for me is fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. When you start treating me with a bit of respect, I'm going to treat you equally with respect. If you want to threaten me, trust me. Your grandfather and grandmother were nightmares. What you're saying to me, I've heard a thousand times. Do you honestly think I'm intimidated by a little bollocks like you? Mm-hmm. You fucking came out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you can laugh about that going, I literally made you. Mm-hmm. So here's what's going to fucking happen. And you explain what you expect of him. If you don't have your bedroom clean every week, this is what's going to happen. If you don't take out the trash, this is what's going to happen. By the way, I don't give a shit if you don't do it. Right. I don't care, right? But just understand this. What you are currently wearing will be it until you get a fucking job. What you currently have will be it until you go on. I mean, all his shoes are $300 pair of shoes. All name brand. That's all on you. 
If yep. you don't cut the cord now, he's going to be a little prick in society because he can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And I would literally be at 15 going, and this is where it ends. You abuse me one more time, what you wear will be it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to go into your bedroom and take the shit that I bought you and sell it. Mm-hmm. And then you can buy it whenever you get a job because I'm not going to be treated like a piece of shit just because you think you have a bit of an attitude problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, give me one more piece of grief and out that fucking door you'll go. Mm-hmm. You're afraid of abandonment. Don't think mm-hmm. I won't fuck with you either. And now we're at a level playing field. Mm-hmm. You want to be a bastard? I'll be a bastard. But I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. And you see, this is the part where I don't give a shite. Mm-hmm. If you want to come in to me and you're a fucking crocodile, just remember I'm going to meet you as a crocodile. If you mm-hmm. want to come to me with diplomatic and you're respectful, I will meet you diplomatically and respectfully. But mm-hmm. always remember, you're coming to me. I'll match it. Mm-hmm. I grew up with this shit. I can treat right. you with the most amount of respect you need or I'll fucking mm-hmm. ruin your life. Right. You call it. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm talking to you now as if I was talking to my children. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a little prick, I know that shit. That's like fucking walking mm-hmm. in a park for me. If you want to be diplomatic, mm-hmm. I know that shit too. You choose. Mm-hmm. What do you want to bring yep. to this table? Because then he'll understand he's dealing with someone similar to himself. Right. He'll understand now it's real. Mm-hmm. And I would not live under the threat of my children. If I feel threatened by you, you're gone out that fucking door. So I'm, I, and I'm basically what I'm not talking about your kid. I'm talking about if I feel threatened by my children or I'm sleeping and I have to lock my room, you're gone. I mean, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> even on my lunch break, because I work from home, you know, like he's beating the hell out of me just during the, that hour or whatever. Yeah, well, then you see, that shit needs to stop. That Look. That needs to stop straight away. You need to sit him down. You need to explain it to him. You can also tell him, look, I know you're not going to answer me, but I'm telling you now that shit needs to stop. And this is what's going to happen. And I swear, Mm -hmm. if you threaten me one more time, out that fucking door, you're 15. Mm -hmm. Do you fucking realize what's happening here? I'm an adult. I have a life. Mm -hmm. You haven't even fucking started yet. You go outside that door you are fucked. Yeah. And you know something? If you don't give a shit enough about me to respect me, the fuck do you think I'm going to do? I am not wasting my life for a little prick like you. Mm-hmm. Because think about this. He will burn you and step over you. Yeah. yeah. You need to stop that shit. You're buying someone mm-hmm. who's burning you 300 pairs of fucking... Sneakers, as he called them. Well, whatever he, I mean, yeah, because that's all he wants. You need the to kids stop. at school try to buy them. You need to stop that. 
You need to mm-hmm. stop that. If you want him to be a social member of society, stop treating him like a narcissist. You're treating a narcissist like a narcissist. <laughs> well, and I think, he, he, you know, my original thing was he had no, he didn't have a debt. My, when he was younger, I thought I was making up for. Yeah, no, no. If no, that makes no. sense. Tough shit. Do you know what? Tough shit. That's his life. No way. Yeah, no. I didn't have a it's mom. Like, no, Louis, you told me your story this evening. I didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Tough shit. And I mean, mm-hmm. that, I mean that genuinely. Here's the thing about me. Mm-hmm. I'll help you. I'll put yeah. as much fucking time as you need in with this, right? Do I mm-hmm. give a shit about your life? No. Why would I? Right. What the fuck do I care? That's why people are like, oh, I'm so sorry when they, if I do mention something, I'm like, no, that's, that's I don't care. You know, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. What the fuck has it got to do with anything? But the main thing I'm going to try and do is help you. Do you know? 